Welcome back to the 55 Podcast. Thanks for joining us. And of course, this is a podcast where we cover design tips, hacks, marketing concepts, and... Content snacks. Content. Mmm, delicious. Delicious. <laughs> and today, we of course are going to be uh, talking about testimonials and the importance of those. But we do like to start with a bit of a skit. We do. Sorry, just one thing. Yeah. This is your first time listening. I am Ben, founder of 55 Knots, and my co-host here is... My name's Anna, I'm a digital marketer and pals with Benjamin. <laughs> just for some credibility or pal, not. Pal wow. We won't give it. you our surnames. <laughs> Mystery is there. Cool. I believe you have a game. I do have a game um, in the spirit of testimonials. And of course, you know, Google reviews are a whole part of this idea of a, a testimonial. I've selected four random products and we're going to pull them up one by one and give an improvised testimonial as though we've used the product. Sure. So do you want me to go first? Yes. Uh, yeah, I had a call centre job once and we they used to do group interviews. Have you ever done a group interview? No. What, they play you off against each other? Basically. So they have a whole room full of people, like lazy, um, and they'll ask you to stand up in front of the room and sell a random product to the entire room. So basically this is going to bring back some, some, oh no, I'm some trauma you. for me because I didn't get the job. Today you can. I'm going to hire you. <laughs> I think I had to sell milk. I don't know. But I hadn't done anything in marketing at that point, so I was probably very bad at it. But, um, I'll watch you show me how it's done. I'm going to click on product one. Okay, just so you know, it's a dinosaur taco holder, burrito holder, and it's, yeah, it's a green dinosaur burrito holder. So here we go. And I'm going to be Catherine. This is the Love Me, Love Me game, where Ben and Anna have to endorse a random product and improvise a testimonial about the random odd product. When I bought this for my son's birthday, I thought he was going to use it as a bath toy, but then I found out you put burritos in it. I mean, it's the most ridiculous product. Why would I want to put a burrito in a dinosaur? A bur Dinosaur's not even Mexican. <laughs> would not recommend. <laughs> oh, we're giving bad tested reviews as well, are we? You're giving bad reviews. Oh, I love it. I felt like... <laughs> yeah, we're shredding. <laughs> I felt like I was on the set with Kathleen Kim then. It was amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Kimmy. Your turn. You get wow. to do product too. Okay, That's look. super hard to follow. No. I don't know I have a fully developed character. This next one. <laughs> You've got the perfect product. Can you tell us what you're looking at, Ben, once you click on product two? It's a pet butler. What's a pet butler? So basically, it's a vest with a serving dish on top. Um, so you can put food, I guess snacks, all sorts of treats, on top of your pet. Or your, <laughs> it has a dog and a cat on it, but good luck with the cat. And I guess the pet brings you... Food. It's a, yeah, serving vest for animals. So it, I don't know. I mean, if, if the animal turns its head, it's going to snack on its own thing. You got this, Ben. Do I have a fully realised character? <laughs> oh, oh my. Oh, I'm going to be Barry. Barry. Barry's got a deep voice. <laughs> oh, I got this pet butler for my mother. Oh, she has three pussy cats. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a wine drinker, doesn't like to get up off the couch. She, uh, oh, I thought this would be a perfect gift for uh, the cat to bring her the wine from the fridge. Unfortunately, the cat put the vest on, went berserk and smashed all the wine glasses in the cabinet. 
I would not recommend two stars. Although she did like the colour, so I gave it an extra star. <laughs> this is the first time I've heard you as a straight man. It's great. <laughs> I don't know what that was, sorry. <laughs> I love the detail of the cat started smashing all the stuff. It's just, it was chaos. <laughs> I'd almost buy the product after hearing that, reading that, because it's, it just sounds excellent. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. Okay, that was that was excellent. Okay, on to product three. Uh, maybe I'll try and give a good testimonial this time. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so the product number three that I'm looking at, they're non-stick chip fingertips or finger protectors. So they're like these little rubber finger pieces that you can use to like hold Cheetos and stuff so you don't get dirty fingers when you eat them. <laughs> okay, so I've bought this product. One of the biggest problems for me as a Cheetos fan is when I'm hanging out with friends and I've got a nice white frock on and then I eat a Cheeto and my fingers get dirty. And so sometimes I then wipe the Cheetos marks on my shirt and so I have this orange stain problem which people comment on all the time. So for me it was a real game changer. I, I thought I would have to stop wearing white for the rest of my life or give up Cheetos. And that's just no way to live, is it? So uh, so thank you so much, Amazon, for the known stick finger chip fingertips now that I have streaky clean fingers and um, everyone's impressed by that. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so good. So stupid. You reminded me from Molly or something, the drag queen from Yeah, Oh like, yeah. That, that was so good, so good. <laughs> or you could just wear an orange shirt. Uh, wow, that is putting that product out of business <laughs> <laughs> right there. Why is she always wearing orange? Orange, it's not in my colour wheel, doll. Orange is the new black. <laughs> okay, you get product. Oh, what you... Let me see, what's your product? I can't even remember because it's... Oh no! <laughs> what, what are you looking at then? So I have an orange tabby cat. So for some reason I'm on the themes with the pussy <laughs> cat. Uh, I got a cat butt tissue holder, again on Amazon. If you want one, it's $120.14. That's expensive <laughs> for a butt tissue. It, it's a resin tabby cat. Um, it fits a stanch tissue box, but basically you pull the tissues out the butt of the cat. Ooh, and blow it, oh. on, your, put it on your face, yep. Oh dear. Sell it to me, baby. Oh. <laughs> Ah, so it's my sister's birthday and she's such a cat enthusiast and you know, what can you get a girl that has already got all the things for cats? Like she's got the cat figurines, she's got like the human cat collar for herself, she's just a big fan. And when I saw this, a cat butt tissue holder, it was amazing because you know what, she's actually sick at the moment and I thought the two combined, what a treat. So uh, I gave the uh, cat butt tissue holder to my sister for her birthday, she was absolutely in love with it. I gave her five stars, five stars, she's pulling those tissues out that butt and it's just great. And the fact, fun fact is she loves tissues as well. Oh my god, so it was a double win, cold and flu season, it's her birthday, she loves cats, she loves tissues. Perfect gift. Five stars. Jeez, I want to buy it now. You've sold me. <laughs> <laughs> that was excellent. And what a, what a considerate birthday gift. Uh, gift. It really shows the love you have for someone when you get them a cat butt tissue holder. Uh, when I don't know what to get someone, I usually go the funny route. Yes. Mother's Day one, one year, I didn't know what to get her, so I got a <laughs> farting salt and pepper shakers. What? Every time she sh shaved it, it would, it would make a fart. <laughs> <laughs> It's so niche, it's not like it's a shaking motion that causes them. Yeah, I don't know. But you know what? She remembers that gift more than the flowers that I got at her died. 
So Don't have to spend a lot, people. Just no. keep it quirky. <laughs> you know, or cat butt tissue holder, $120.14. Made out of resin. Yeah, you know. It's yeah. a standard tissue box. Well, great reviews. Um, <laughs> great reviews, Barry. And what was your second character's name? That was um, Chantel. Chantel. That was Chantel. <laughs> and because you've got the headphones on, it does feel like... Thank you for calling Chantel's telemarketing service. Well, thank you so much, Chantel. And of course, before we kick off the podcast, we're going to do our fun factoramas. Uh, have you got a fun fact for us? Uh, so my fun fact this week, Anna, is, you know, it's the season of the kings, which you'll love, as in King Charles is the new king. Mm-hmm. Do you know? That's not my fun fact. Oh, no, like, <laughs> news update from Ben, thank you. Ah, Anna, did you know that King Charles's new royal monogram was revealed? Oh, okay. Yes. Is it a good-looking monogram? Uh, it's very traditional yes. in, in a sense. Uh, so my partner, John, gave this one to me, so shout out to him. So basically, a monogram, this monogram will obviously replace the one for Elizabeth, but it will take a few months and years to actually get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, the monogram will be added to public offices, street furniture, um, and basically anywhere where the Queen's monogram would have been. Usually it comes before the morning period ends, but this this time around it's actually come a bit early. Mm. So it's basically the cipher, which is, uh, was designed by the College of Arms, shows His Majesty's initials. It sounds weird saying His Majesty. Yeah, um, which people have called me that. I've actually started to assign the word Majesty with female. Ah. You know, it's always Her Majesty. Like ah. to hear His Majesty just seems weird to me now. So it shows His Majesty's initials, which is a, a C yeah. for Charles, mm-hmm. intertwined with the letter R for Rex which is Latin for king. Ooh. Did you drag kings know that? No, I feel like I, I really should know. No. The well, there you go. Fun fact for you. <laughs> Take that back to the kings. Thank you so much for educating me. <laughs> the Roman numerals for three or third um, is pasted with the letter R, all in gold to signify Charles III with the crown above the letters. Oh, there's an actual crown. Yeah, it's a crown on top. Jeez, way uh, to toot your own horn, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is also a Scottish version. Uh, with a Scottish crown that was approved by Lord Lion, King of Arms. Wow. So, Do you have a monogram that you use? For myself? Is it? What's the difference between a monogram and a signature? Well, a monogram is more like a logo. It's a logo. It's a personal logo. Yeah. Yes, of course. It's a fancy way of saying King Charles's logo. Yes. Yes. It's yes. like a coat of arms. You know, you've got like... That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah interesting. But I do have a fun fact yeah, tell as me. Well. Hit me. A fun fact. If you say it fast, it sounds like fact. <laughs> <laughs> So, since we're talking about testimonials, I found out about, did some research on the first person who came up with the idea of like a food review or a restaurant review. And it was in the 18th century. He was a French socialite. Um, I'm going to try and pronounce his extremely long name. Alexandre Balthazar Laurent Grimaud de la Reynia, who wrote eight volumes. It was called an almanac De Gourmands, uh, a series that combined restaurant guides and food criticism. And so he was literally just some guy in the 18th century who thought, you know what, I have an opinion about this stuff and I'm going to like curate a book with my reviews of these restaurants and, and I'm going to tell them if I like this stuff or not. <laughs> Is this also a Karen origin story? Is this, <laughs> <laughs> is this a Karen origin? <laughs> exactly. It's actually is, Alexandre. <laughs> <laughs> is this like uh, Karen Zero? <laughs> this is Karen Zero. You're not wrong. I mean, to be fair, hopefully there were some positive reviews. True, 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 true. But, um, but I thought it was really interesting that, you know, even beyond just a restaurant review, the idea that something doesn't exist and then you just decide that it's going to exist. It's so cool. And, and you're like, oh, yeah, I have an opinion. I'm going to share it. So... 
I imagine it's still been a thing, like mm. uh, way after your mm. everybody does them. Well, they do now, yeah. yeah. And they they built a whole club around it where they used to, and they used to go in disguise. Apparently, I read undercover. So I'm just imagining like a big red nose and <laughs> just like trying to eat a steak. Like. <laughs> Sure, because a clown is inconspicuous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, disguise. <laughs> no. If you ever see a clown nearby, it's probably Anna. Reviewing your restaurant. In disguise. <laughs> exactly. No, I didn't review. You've given it away. <laughs> Call me it. No, don't. That's spooky. <laughs> Look, it's Karen Big Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, Karen is a clown, so it works perfectly. I do think one of our clients... Karen, who does listen, please know we're not talking about we're you. We're not talking about you. You are the opposite of the stereotype. <laughs> we're so sorry what's happened to your name. Yeah. We're so sorry. Yes, we're sorry. It's true. All the other Karens ruined it for you. Cool, that was really interesting. I'd L- love to hear the history of the review. The review. And, of course, we are talking about testimonials. I had a question, Ben. What, what is a testimonial? It basically is like a review of your business. Often yeah. a testimonial is not a negative review, mm. if I had to put it. You, you didn't go... Basically, you're asking usually your clients to give you a review Mm -hmm. in your favor to promote your business. It helps create social proof. So a testimonial is probably my view without knowing the actual definition. Yeah. uh, A positive review. Positive review. Yeah. In particular that you're – and you're asking someone to curate that for you. Because you don't generally ask, hey, can you give me a one-star testimonial? (laughs) I'm really trying to like – Lower my status. Uh, <laughs> I want to attract people that are, you know, not fussy. Yeah. I want you to talk dirty to me. <laughs> I want to attract people who want to go to the one-star design agency. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a niche market, but uh, there's people, space there. <laughs> people do that with food. Some people go around and they go out to all the one-star restaurants. Really? They want the bad service. We used to work with Sean. To then review. Oh, yeah. Sean's. Our friend started a podcast to review bad food. Yeah, and they went to every single one-star restaurant. Well, I don't know if they went to every single one. I think they went to like three and gave up on the podcast. But still, it was a good idea. It's a great idea because <laughs> you're going to get some terrible experience yeah. here that's very talkable. So according to the interwebs, a testimonial is a statement from a past customer that describes how a product or service helped them and it's an honest endorsement. Oh, wow. So you can't make them say something that's not true. People do. People do. But <laughs> the whole idea is that there's – I feel like you can – you kind of can smell if it's inauthentic, you know. Yeah. You kind of – if someone's like overly positive and then yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. you see they've left a lot of those reviews elsewhere. I mean, I would challenge the word past because, um, you know, all of our – Current, just, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I suppose a lot of people have a very transactional. I bought that butt cat tissue holder. <laughs> I'm not going to be constantly buying them. <laughs> you, you, only need the, you only need the one, I mean. Yeah, but um, in our case, we have current customers, so we, you know. That's a really good point. Yes, and I, I think the key thing is, is is that you're often asking them quite specific questions, um, satisfied customers, yep. you know, what was it like using this product or what was it like working with us? Um, and I guess the first question is where where do we find testimonials existing, whether it's, um, yeah, which, which of your digital channels do you find that you have your testimonials? Google reviews, Google very popular, reviews. very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook, yeah, is another one. Trustpilot is very big. Mm. Um, I haven't don't use Trustpilot, but a lot of people do. I think it's more popular in US and stuff. It's basically a app built for reviews. Is it like you know how Glassdoor is for you know workplaces, yeah. but this Trustpilot's for business? Yeah, reviews. I don't know why it's better than Google reviews, but um, everyone loves it. And on your website, on your website, yes, and that's I feel like. I noticed initially, you know, with 55 Knots Journey, you had 
some written testimonials and then you've also moved into video testimonials. And, mm. and so I think obviously Google reviews, of course, we know they're written reviews. That's just the format of yes. adding your feedback. But then when you go onto your website or social media, you obviously have more flexibility in terms of the type of the type of medium that you use creatively that can potentially be more engaging or just add the emotion. Mm-hmm. 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 So where on your website do you have your testimonials, Ben? Well, you can have a testimonials page, which a lot of people do. <gasps> Dedicated testimonials. I know. Um, it's not good if you only have one testimonial on there. It's a little bit sad. Yeah. Uh, we have ours on a dedicated testimonials page as well as our homepage. So we have a shortened down version on our homepage mm-hmm. near the pricing for a reason. Uh, but we have two videos and then we have a couple of written. Actually, we have four videos and a couple of written. Mm-hmm. So testimonials create um, social proof is the other word that you kind of look for when you're if you're having trouble with conversions on your website or, or your business or whatever, often one of the key things is social proof is missing. Mm. So testimonials, no one wants to be the first to run the gauntlet with you. And so that they want to see the people who have come before you. They want to see they've had a good experience before you. And so if there is particular content or the pricing, in our case, which might be like, <gasps> we had a girl whimper when we told her the pricing the other day. We she gasped? She literally gasped. Gasped. And we didn't think she was going to sign up. And then she signed up for two times the actual package <gasps> amount. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> was it a, like, that's a very affordable gasp. It seemed like it would seem the opposite to me on the call, so I was surprised. Um, but anyway, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so what it basically does, so if you're, you know, we've all been there, I suppose, and we're like, oh, should we, should we, should we not? And then we read a couple of testimonials, and we're like, oh, we'll do it, we'll do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to press it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to press it. <laughs> and you do it. But often you just need that little extra push. So often when you're putting testimonials around those decision-making areas are always a really great way to get that extra little push, okay, I'm going to give them my details because... Alex over here has had a great experience and I want to have a great experience. So do it, do it. Just yeah. do it. Yeah, that's that, yeah. that's excellent. And I think it is, like you said, the, that sense of trust that you build when you see a real human actually even talking mm. to camera I think is yeah. even more moving because you're feeling the tone of their voice. I feel that unless you're a paid actor, mm. if you really weren't happy with the service doing it and you were doing a video testimonial, you couldn't really People don't them. do video testimonials if they're not happy. No. Like no. most people hate getting on camera it's not their wheelhouse like <laughs> it's really hard to get people to do a written head of testimonial let alone a video one mm-hmm. so there's video testimonials on there yeah it's pretty they, they should be pretty more more a lot more authentic i think than a written one yeah especially if they're really produced mm-hmm. so like the ones where it's like they're on their phone and it's like user generated yes like yes. i know people do those ones dodgily um, and they pay people to do user generated content testimonials that are a lot of basically fake endorsements but if you've sent a production company like we have on ours to go and film that's Mm -hmm. not cheap so these people are going to want to you know what I mean it's like cost three thousand dollars for us to film two of them it's an intimate and clearly like you said it looks like a proper well-produced well thought out you've selected them because you have a relationship with them yeah yeah sending in the big guns yeah Mm -hmm. and if they're not very good on camera as well as it's even a better indicator that it's, it's more authentic, like when they look scared almost. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm not scared about the product, just the camera. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a really good point. And that the authenticity thing, it's like you said, it is vulnerable being in front of the camera. But I, I mean, I love... The camera, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I can't get away from it. Um, yeah, I love, I love on the website as well that you do a really strategic in terms of where you put it. Um, and that's also just when you think of it as well, like help your customers save time, you know, help them build confidence. If they're going to go with you, give them the information mm. like straight up so that they can make an educated decision. It's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I can say we took two of the videos off mm-hmm. for the last two weeks and then I put them back on last week and then the live chat started to go again. Ah. Card came through. Like we just had a dip. 
when you'd remove some of the videos? Well, I removed two of the testimonial videos and I removed some of the social proof. Mm. And I added some social proof to our checkout flow and then mm-hmm. things started to happen again. So it's, and it was only a very little change, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's very important. It is, yeah. And I think obviously the quantity is important as well. And it reminds me of that psychological phenomenon, phenomenon um, where you, it's like a pack mentality if you want to be like other people to fit in. And mm. they say, you know, in certain marketing campaigns, they say four out of five people don't speed. So if you want to be in the pack of people, don't speed. Four out of five people don't leave this page without buying something. <laughs> That's what you need to put on the page. Well, I don't want to miss out on that club. <laughs> I don't need this product at all. I don't want to be a loser. <laughs> but it is that. It's like I don't want to miss out because yeah. some other people who are potentially my business competitors are getting this thing. Yeah. I want to get this thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Have you personally ever left a positive <clears throat> Google review? Many. Many? And To be honest, every time a business that I – interact with is that I enjoy the service if they ask me or mm-hmm. I'm usually have to be asked more so. I do sometimes have a good Google review, especially if they're a new business. Yep. I'll go out of the way. Uh, but any business that asks me I'll, and I like what they do, I will give them a review because I know how much it makes a difference. Difference, yeah. yeah. Yep. How about you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. When I've had a really amazing experience, I've left a Google review when people have gone above and beyond, especially because, yeah, I think there is an inclination just to complain about something, but actually help lead other people to the oasis of the product or yeah. the business or something like that. But I not I, to be a gatekeeper. Don't be a gatekeeper yeah. as well, and don't just be a troll. Like, yeah, you know, find something fun to do with your time that's not trolling. You left a scathing review. Have I left a scathing review? I don't know. I don't think so. I think maybe I've just internally just hated on them. <laughs> just in my mind, no. Went into your witchcraft den. <laughs> I guess technically you probably should just tell someone as well if you have if you have issues with it, right? Yeah. So what actually makes a good testimonial, Ben? Like the ones you've received, what is a... I always think about what makes a good testimony when I give testimonials. And what do you think that might be? Well, you just want people to be specific, I'd imagine, about what they liked about your service. Yeah, like it could be one way. Well, what's um, usually what I like to say is think about the barriers. Like what, you, what problems are being yeah. solved? So mm-hmm. for Locker Room is one of our clients. So I've wrote a review for them. So I, they're an exclusive club. Mm-hmm. Their fees are a bit higher, which that's a barrier to overcome. Mm-hmm. And they have a different sort of model, which people have to overcome. So when I gave a review for them, I put my marketing hat on. What could their pains be? Talk about those and then how it wasn't. So like for us, a lot of people will say, Oh, I wasn't quite sure that the overseas talent would read the quality that I wanted, but I was surprised. Like it's the kind of pain and pleasure. So what, what did you think negatively could happen, mm-hmm. but it didn't. So that's a really good testimony because other people will have those same things. So any doubts that you had before you went in, express them and then almost say how it wasn't the case. So that way the next person reading it who may have the same doubts will see mm. that they're not going to have an issue. You are the best testimonial <laughs> in the world, aren't you? I have been told a few times. <laughs> it's my personal strength. <laughs> I like what you're dishing up. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that would be my advice is like if you're writing someone, even on Google Review and you want them to succeed, just, you don't, the food was delicious. Okay. Uh, that, that's good. Um, and that does help. But um, it didn't look so great on the outside, but it was like the food was amazing. <laughs> that is so true. And, and I guess that would be things that you, you know, often if you're not sure what those barriers are, what yeah. are the things that you think of at first in terms yeah. of your competitors yeah. or what, like what could be something that other people would preference your competitor over, you know? Like I was walking around the city yesterday and I'm like, oh, I need a good coffee. And I was looking at, and I was judging mm-hmm. the coffee shops uh, and the layout of the, whether the coffee was, whether or not I thought I could get a good coffee there, Yeah, um, which it's totally irrelevant to how they 
roast the beans how or whatever. it tastes or yeah, the, but, the emotion of the barista just, in the moment but I was judging the place based on mm-hmm. looks mm-hmm. but I'm not there to look at it I'm there to eat drink it so that that would have been a barrier for me oh I didn't it looked a bit like a greasy spoon, but made the best coffee. <laughs> greasy spoon. I don't know if that would be a deal breaker for me, but yeah. sure, like if the paint's chipping off the yeah. door, then maybe it's just a grungy hip door, yeah. you know. So that, that would be my, what I would think would make a great testimony. Mm. Pretty simple answer, I think, though. And do you think given you want people to address those barriers to purchase or, or signing up, would you then, if you're asking for a testimonial, say, hey, I'd love if you could address X, Y, Z? Like how would you go about asking a business to give you a testimony? So there's two ways you can do it. I think you can say these are the points we'd like you to talk about. Mm-hmm. Only if you agree. Otherwise, some people like, can you write it for me? Because that's super lazy. Mm. And send it to me. And if I agree with what you said, then just put my name to it. Because a lot of people will do that. It also makes the barrier for them to do it. <laughs> it's an, an onion of a process. Yeah, yeah. So like, I often try and make things as easy as possible for people because yeah. – if you do it for them and they're like, you just, can I just use your name? Happy with this? They're like, yeah, sure, go for it. Perfect. So yeah. Exactly, yeah. I think that people do that for reference letters and things yeah. as well, but it's just how you save time. And if time is obviously usually yeah. a barrier for people who, who um, have businesses. and It's a testimonial on the testimonial writing process. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little explanation class yeah. you can take us through. But yeah, um, yeah that's, that's super interesting because I, I think as well what you I've noticed you are really good at is using some – tools as well that make it easy even for the video recording yes what is the tool that you use there is a tool we use strangely enough called testimonial um don't know if it's testimonials or testimonial.com .io which what i can't remember the domain but i know the the name is testimonial Mm -hmm. it's just i can't remember if it's .io.com i think it's just testimonials.com actually Mm -hmm. so it's super basic but what it is is you sign up for a platform you get your own your own dashboard Mm -hmm. you share a link to whoever it is all I have to do is press the record button. It'll ask them a couple of questions. And then once it's done, it sends you the testimonial. Um, wow. And then you, you can use an embed player of theirs, put it in your website. So every time someone adds a testimonial, it adds automatically. Wow. Uh, you do have to pay for a subscription for that. So if, in our case, it wasn't worth it because we weren't getting thousands of testimonials. You don't need that volume anyway. So just download that, download that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> one by one. And then upload it ourselves on YouTube. So yeah, that's an easy way to do it. I have seen another one which is even more advanced and they have like a testimonial coach. Whoa. Um, and it was super cool. Ask you the question and then at the end they produce a testimonial videos out of like the – Like they edit it for you. Yeah, it's in a really good way. So um, that was a bit more expensive. I think that was – I can't remember the name of it, sorry, but I think that was about $300 US a month. So it was just month. really high, yeah. Ooh. What about – wasn't Loom or something one of the ones you used? Yeah, Loom's good. Yeah. That's a little bit more hands-on for the user. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just them – recording themselves, talking on Loom, a Loom video, which is basically just a screen recording or it can just record from your camera and they can just talk to their computer and send you a file after. They have to send it to you. So it's again, it's like how do you remove that? Got a bit more friction, yeah. A bit more friction, yeah. So so that's why you use testimonial. Great. Um, (laughs) And, of course, just some stats to bring it all together. Well, it wouldn't be a stat unless you're scattered. Scatapadu stat time. Thank you. 97% 97% of customers read online reviews before buying. That is a lot. That's according to Big Commerce. You know, we all do it. That That's is so true. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I have a little story time. That is so true. Quick story time. Uh, we have hot jar in our site. For those of you who don't know, basically, you install a thing on your website. We do this when we make changes. It records people mm-hmm. um, once they come on the site. Like you can see real time what they do. The movement across the page and where they hover and that. And they kind of thing. literally stop. Mm-hmm. Like if they pause over a video. You know they're watching it. Yeah. So they will skip past all of our explainers, all of our portfolio, all of our sizzle reel. Wow. Go straight down to the testimonial and that's where they stop. 
Whoa. Yeah. So even like they're going there first sometimes, like they're just like, get me yeah. to the testimonials. Yeah, they'll go to pricing, yep. strangely, then they bounce. <laughs> pricing and then they go straight down to testimonials and they're more likely to watch that, I noticed, than any of our other content. You have it in the menu bar as well, don't you? Testimonials? Yeah. Yeah, of course. What number is it along? I guess it changes. It moves it around. Because you optimize. Ben loves a a landing page reshuffle, don't you? I like a good shuffle. Love a good shuffle on the dance floor. Um, There was another stat. 72% of consumers say positive testimonials and reviews increase their trust in a business. So, of course, you know, that's then contributing to whether they go ahead or not. And something I found really interesting, but it's, I mean, it's still quite a small stat, but 12% of customers read more than 10 reviews. I know that's under 20, but I think we forget, like you said, the scale or the volume of testimonials is mm. really useful because it's not just my next door neighbor who's yeah. known me since I was two, who's written something. It's, it's, there's the volume of Lots of people have been positively impacted by your business. Yeah, you don't want to be the second down the gauntlet either. Mm, no, you don't. <laughs> I don't want to be number two yet. Yeah. Prove to me there's more. But overall, I think it's really achievable. There's some really great tips there for people who've never, you know, encouraged their customers mm-hmm. to give them a good testimonial, asking for those barriers to purchase to be addressed in the testimonial and giving them an easy tool to then record that seem to be the key things. Yes. Sometimes you might also need to give a little bit of a kickback of some sort to help them, motivate them. Mm. Some people do give $50, $100 for an interview just for their time. Yeah. You know, but then that starts to get borderline. Are we paying for this? <laughs> so You don't want it to be as transactional. But if, if you're struggling, trying to see if there's some sort of incentive, because people are motivated by free shit. They are. That's true. <laughs> what do you give them, like a T-shirt? or I give them a, why don't you come over to my place later? <laughs> yeah, so you can play the flute to them. Yeah. I serenade them. You give them a private concert. (laughs) I love it. Well, very interesting and lightning. Um, I hope it's been inspiring for you to hear some of the work that Ben's been doing with 50 Knots and 50 Knots. (laughs) I'll just change your... Lost five. (laughs) Where did they go? They blew away in the storm. (laughs) So good luck with your own testimonial journey. And if they have any questions, um, our viewers, of course, can reach out to our email address. At podcast at 55knots.com.au. That's just checking that's not 50 Knots. No, it's it's two fives in that one, yes. It's the numbers, not the letters. the numbers it's the numbers that count so until next time fair winds and twisties toodaloo